0: What's going on everybody. Welcome back to not another isekai. I'm Tyler and we're of course talking about all the anime um from the season, this upcoming season, all the stuff we're watching and all the isekai of course. well Not all of them cuz you know, quality isn't always there, but uh we actually do have quite a few this season and even more so. So that's that's going to be fun. <laughs> cuz I think last season we only covered what like two because man there just wasn't a lot of good ones you know um but yeah so we have uh there are still a few few stragglers that are you know two cores that we're still sticking with but most of most of the episode today will be new stuff um not everything that I would want to watch I severely underestimated how many new anime that I actually did want to check out this season so still don't quite have every single one next episode though um next week should be talking about every show that i would have wanted to talk about with this season so far and then by then we'll have a good idea because you know like two to three episodes will be out from all these shows we'll have a a good idea of which ones we actually want to keep and um hopefully an idea of shows that i don't really know about that we might want to pick up um yeah so today got a few stragglers Um, a bunch of obviously all the same ones I covered last week, and then a few new ones too that I haven't talked about yet. So I think there's a good mix. And then like I said, next week we'll have pretty much everything. There's going to (laughs) be probably be a long episode. There's going to be like 20 shows, maybe more. Um, But then after that, at at that point, unless they're all bangers, (laughs) that's when we're going to start kind of shaving stuff off. Like, okay, this show's fine, but eh, you know, don't really need to keep that one or whatever the case may be. Um, But yeah, that's, that's the preamble. Let's get into it. If I can just hit the right button for once. I always do it wrong. Uh first one, Straggler, <laughs> My Hero Academia, season six, episode fifteen. Uh we're get we're we're in the meat of it, man. And and kinda like I was saying before, um, the the first half of the show is really like its own arc, it seems like. Um and, and right now, like I said, this one is more of a uh you know, more of like downtime, you know. Um, you know, we're starting to see the effects of everything that just happened, right? Between the heroes and the villains, Shigaraki, all for one. And, um, unfortunately, doesn't stay downtime for too long. <laughs> You're like, okay, we're gonna stay in the hospital for a little bit, and then it starts popping off again. You know, the villains are not giving the heroes any time to rest. Um, so, first half of the episode, again, is, is more just rest, um... We have Shigaraki and Nomu are just walking right up to Tartarus, right? So (laughs) there's kind of this like weird calm before the storm that's happening here. And it's not good because while everyone else, all the heroes, they're pretty much in the hospital, right? Like a lot of them are okay. Some of them are very not okay. Um, The general public is kind of turning against the heroes being like, well, what's going on here? how many people just died, you know, y'all were supposed to have a plan for this, nothing happened, um, I mean, they don't really know that much, but, you know, a mixture of them and us as the viewer, their plan didn't work, um, villains are run loose, (laughs) you know, um, you know, Shigaraki is not, is not in custody, no more running, uh, afoot, um, And then you have the big one of Endeavor, his child, turns out it's his kid. Everyone's like, is that really your kid? If it is, he's evil, like he's a villain. How'd you not know about this? Um, Some of it I understand because from just a general public perspective, it's like they want to know. It's like these villains are dangerous, you know, and now you're telling me that people that were supposed to be on your side are also dangerous. You don't even know about this. Like you can't, you know, the, the whole point of heroes is to make everyone feel safe. And people (laughs) do not feel safe right now. Um, The part of it that's too much for me, you know, and this is kind of the mob mentality taking into effect, is when, when there's like reporters being like, asking all these million different questions, you know, wondering when Endeavor's gonna do, like, a press conference, you know, we need answers, and then it cuts to Endeavor, and he's, like, fighting for his life in the hospital. It's like, all right, guys, come on, like, this man almost died. He's not, he's under physical, uh, you know, turmoil. He's got some emotional turmoil, like, you know what I mean? And also, whatever answer he gives, like, because we know that Endeavor, you know, unless you know, unless he's lying, even in his inner monologue, if he's lying, um, you know, we know that Endeavor thought that his child was dead, his child was gone, you know, so he's, he's kind of surprised about it as well, if that, illy, if that really is his child, then there's, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of thoughts going into his head as well, where he's like, how'd you survive, you know, and now, and now also as a dad, he's probably, you know, cause he's, he's painted as not a good dude, you know, I think he's done a lot better in recent episodes recent seasons to try to um try try to evolve and 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 kind of break that and be like okay i was i was bad but i'm trying to do better some stuff i don't think can ever be forgiven but i think he can you know at at the very least he should be doing everything in his power to be a better person and i think he is you know um but even with all of that he's still like damn like my son's a villain (laughs) He's, a, he's in the League of Villains, but Shigaraki, like, he, he's probably going to be wrecked, you know? I don't know that he's going to come out of that and be, like, ready to fight. Like, I'm here, I'm going to do this. Like, I can very much see him, like, becoming a recluse and kind of losing his will to be a hero, um, which would be very interesting. And then we, we, you know, we cut back to the calm before the storm, which very quickly becomes the storm, where Shigaraki and the Nomu just walking up on Tartarus, Um, you know, their, their defense, pretty good, pretty good. But then they hit him with, with the EMP. Everything went down first, just kind of like communications went down and then security went down. We have Shigaraki and all for one, uh, double teaming from inside and outside. It's like, this is not, (laughs) this is not what you want guys. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then, and then basically that happens, right? We have, um, them escaping the prison all these crazy powerful dangerous villains are out of there and then it was synchronized with like six other prison breaks most of the prisoners from all those have also escaped um it's smart man i mean you know this, this is one of those things that not you know not not just in this show not just an anime but in any sort of storytelling it's like the hero's hubris is what is 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 what currently is their downfall because they thought they had all this on lock right we got all the prisons they're doing they're doing well no one's ever escaped you know the heroes for the most part have all the villains on the outside in check you know they're getting their you know justice all that stuff for all the villain stuff that's happening but then all it takes you know all, all it takes for heroes to become complacent and for them to think more of the situation than what it really is than how much control they really have and then something like this happens you know and it's it's interesting that people don't take more precautions you know because I mean I don't know I, I, I guess maybe they could have done everything they, they were doing but you have all for one <laughs> like the guy I don't know I don't know I just I don't know I just think it's crazy you know especially with like almost everyone at like the maximum security prison like the one <laughs> you know um everyone there is just regular humans with no no quirks that's strange that's strange you know there's only like, two people outside of there with quirks and like their quirks aren't really that crazy <laughs> they just have a bunch of arms and they have like gatling guns i guess like this wasn't really that crazy like i don't know i feel like there should be more more people with quirks working there and trying to keep everyone safe you know, in case something like this, even not this, but something on a much smaller scale were to happen. Regular people with machine guns, I don't know that that's, you know, all it takes for one, I don't know. Again, it's its tough to foresee something, you know, you don't necessarily, just in everyday life, you don't really take every single precaution for every single thing that could ever happen because you, you wouldn't be able to live your life, right? And I suppose that does work on a grand scale, but like, this is the, <laughs> this is the building when like the, the baddest of the bad in it and 99% of your workforce are people that are quirkless. I mean, you know, like what if nothing triggered it, but what if the security were to just fail one day? You know, it's like, they're still going to go nuts with quirk. Like, come on. I don't know it's stupid, man, <clears throat> and then uh, just just real quick back to the hospital, um, you know, a couple big things that happen here, including one of them being a huge cliffhanger, um, one is that Todoroki has kind of come to terms that he has to be the one to take down Toya, um, you know, he feels that Toya is very similar to him, using his hatred for his father to get stronger, all that stuff, so, you know, he feels like it's not really Endeavor's job to do that it is his job he has to be the one so that'll be interesting you know I'm sure at some point I don't know maybe this season but definitely by next season we will get that matchup so that'll be cool and then uh, the other thing the big cliffhanger for the episode is that everyone's doing well right everyone's recovering you know we got Todoroki who's waking up we got Bakugo we got um, Aizawa still crazy man dude dude cut off his his lower leg (laughs) He's he's a real one but we have Midoriya Midoriya's the only one who might not wake up (laughs) and that's kind of where we leave it um I mean man more than anyone Midoriya gave his life for this for this fight you know I mean Endeavor's not doing well you know I I don't know if they actually said what his condition was but I imagine he's in that classic like critical but stable you know sort of thing but Midoriya, Midoriya's not doing well, where he was, they're the only one where he's, like, he's not showing any signs of, like, imminently waking up, you know, and then that is also bounced off of Bakugo's whole thing, where, you know, he has a very funny line, where he's like, if, if he dies, I'm gonna kill him, (laughs) you know, and again, Bakugo's another one of those characters where I could see people never coming around on Bakugo. I, I was one who was very late to Bakugo. people love Bakugo and I'm just like, like the first four seasons I'm like why do why do people like him like he sucks (laughs) he's a bully like (laughs) well why do you like him (laughs) you know but the past season or two I kind of understand right I I mean he's still not like my favorite character but you know I do understand why people like him because you know I feel like earlier on his childhood that that, that's kind of how he was raised Um, and you know he didn't really understand how to express his, his his dreams basically you know because he he looks up to all might probably as much as midoriya does you know he wants to be the number one hero he wants to save people he wants to do all this stuff you know but i think he just didn't really know how to express it and you know he just went super far the one way into just being like i'm better than everyone i'm gonna i'm gonna be the best no one's gonna take me down you know you have to be strong so we looked at midoriya like hey you're weak you know you're not even worth my time you know how, how are we in the same class when i'm working to be the number one here and i actually have the ability to do so and you're not so again not excusing it but as seasons have gone i understand why and then it's even stuff like this where he's he's like midori's number one fan honestly and you, you love to see it so yeah that was the episode um the season continues to hit you know and we're we're closing in on the end again we're not you know we're not like there we still have what like 10 episodes left nine episodes i guess but we're we're closing in you know we're almost two-thirds of the way through so um i I mean are we getting towards like a fight with all for one because all for one's out him and shigaraki they're taking people they're they're reconvening somewhere so I, i don't know i don't know could be crazy uh but next we got blue lock episode 14 um this is pretty cool uh so we're you know we're coming off of a huge huge loss huge loss um now now we have Isigi and nagi and we're we're starting to realize what the selection is kind of for right like nagi kind of hits the nail on the head where he says that the selection is to kind of uh showcase your individual skills to be like there's not enough people on the field to have like a crazy teamwork (coughs) obviously you know there are situations where you should be passing and all that but for the most part it is like you have to be good individually because you know especially with a two-on-two it's like there's only two of you you know like focus is gonna be on you no matter what like you have you have to best your man or else no one else matters you know what i mean um and you know we get a little heated right but you know we realize the core of their issues is that isagi needs bakura you know we, we, we've seen that throughout everything where you know isagi and bakura were the team you know where when when see he wasn't doing well he, he could always count on bakura and the same thing with nagi you know nagi needs reo he, he's never played a match without reo before so now that you have someone that isn't reo on your team it's tough but you know that 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 is the beauty of this selection is that it's showcasing their individual abilities and it is putting them with each other with uh, you know teammates that never really played together before. You know, so now they're trying to learn more about each other, see what they need, and Isigi is now hitting his nail on the head, and he's talking about how they need someone to pass. That's what they need. They need a good passer on their team because Isigi can, you know, smell a goal or whatever, but it you know doesn't mean he can always deliver one. And then Nagi on the other hand isn't really a passer necessarily there have been moments where he's made plays but for the most part he he, he receives you know he, he gets into a position where he can use his crazy ball control and score a goal um so now they you know now that that's good you know they kind of understand more about themselves about each other um and that plays into just the two-on-two in general i mean that's kind of where everyone is where everyone is super cautious about their next matchup because they know if they lose it's one-on-one and if you haven't made it this far, you're probably not super confident in your abilities to beat someone one-on-one. And also the one-on-one, it's like, if you are better than someone, they're probably not going to say yes to a match with you. So you're going to have to try to beat someone that's better than you, or at least, like, the same level, right? Um, one thing I really like about this episode was the Naruhaya. Naruhaya? Yeah, Naruhaya. Um, about his whole... You know interactions with isagi where at first the one that i made note of was how he was just telling isagi how it was where he was like hey we're the same we're both on a team with someone who other teams are going to want over us so we know that we have to win our next match because we're not going to be picked we're not going to be you know popping up to the to the three on threes anymore because <laughs> they're going to pick the uh, our teammates <laughs> um that's interesting, I mean, I don't really remember a lot about, about Naru, um, like what he did or anything like that, I mean, he seems like a very forgettable character, I don't really remember him, um, but he's right, because I don't remember much about him, but with Isagi, you know, it's funny that th- this whole blue lock thing is trying to be, like, egotists, and you're supposed to be the one, but Isugi almost, like, he makes place for other people a lot you know and i think that you know we he talks a lot about not being able to pass but even with that you know i think he more than anyone i think makes plays for his whole team i mean mean, we've seen that up until this point where he you know he's smelling a goal he's putting people in position right you know i think he only recently learned how to put himself in the position and so with this it is uh you know it is put to the forefront where he's like in, in a sense, he should be able to put Nagi in a position to score, but him and Nagi don't really play together, they don't know each other that much, and then, he's always had many other teammates to rely on, and sort of move around as puzzle, uh, not puzzle pieces, more more like chess pieces, right, with this, it's like, it's just him and Nagi, you know, so he, he does actually have to do everything himself, he does have to, you know, uh, you know, fall into line with the whole, hey, one-on-one, man, you got to be good one-on-one because we don't have Bakura and, um, uh, well, some other people, other people, I can't think of any of their names, you know, the one dude who could run really fast, the other dude who could score, who's a super powerful shot, you know, all, you know, all them other teammates, Bakura, of course, um, you know, you don't have that anymore, you have you and Nagi, so you have to (laughs) win your matchup, (laughs) before you can even really think about putting nagi in the position um but you know they they start to do kind of well you know baru kills it right but then nagi just levels up he has these crazy heel kicks he's able to like receive the pass with his back to the pass which is ridiculous and so with nagi it's like okay okay we might win the problem is that baru and nagi are sort of matching each other one for one Which we sort of expected, right? Or we're at least hoping that Nagi would be able to keep Baru in check. Um, Which he's not really keeping him in check. But he is scoring on his end as well. So it's kind of like tit for tat sort of thing. So then, you know, Isugi realizes that it's all up to him. You know, it's whoever wins between him and Naru. And (laughs) Naru steps up at the end, man. Naru passes him. He's sort of getting in his head. He receives the ball baru's like hey pass it back and naru's like huh yeah okay i'm not bad. i'm scoring and so not only has naru put it in not Na- head that they're both just average joes right baru nagi are masterminds they're average joes but now he's sort of chipping away at isagi a little bit you know you know isagi is you know, it just takes that one goal. And again, we at the end, we don't see Naru score. We don't see him score. But, I mean, it's implied, you know. It, it's implied that the ball is going to go past Blue Lock man and score. Maybe not. Maybe not. I mean, I think I could go either way. I think if he scores, it's going to be very impactful because it is going to break Isagi, you know. We're, we're going to cut to Isagi and... He's going to be super down <laughs> um but you know that's that that's cool right you know i'm sure because like in my mind Isigi's not going to lose Isigi and nagi are not going to lose this because i really don't know that it's possible for Isigi to win on his own um maybe it is you know maybe that's the route they're going to take with this with this uh with this arc is that they are going to make Isigi lose and they're going to put him by himself you know because i think he's up until this point, he's done such a good job of adapting to his teammates, um, but now that he's done that, we're going to strip him of all of his teammates, and we're going to and, and, and we're going to force this character to evolve and grow, and then he's going to come back with a vengeance, right? That could be interesting. I don't think that's how they're going to play it, though. I you know I think ECG and Nagi are going to win. Um, so then there's two things there, right? The first is what's going to happen with the goal i think it's possible he might block it you know it's anime so it's like the way they frame it here it's like well now it's clearly past him like there's no way a human being could jump you know 15 feet backwards and block a goal that's already been shot right it's not, it's impossible but it's anime so they might frame it differently when they open the, the next episode um right so that could happen and then the other thing was Okay, you're saying Isagi and Nagu are gonna win. Who are they gonna take? I think they will take Naru. Honestly, um, Baro is too selfish to me. You know, like I don't, I don't think they want him on their team because he doesn't respect anyone. Like even in this moment where he passed to Naru, he wanted it back immediately because he was in trouble and he saw an opportunity. He was like, okay, pass it here, pass it back. But in the, the day, like they need someone to pass to them for Nagi and Isigi to truly shine. You know, they, they and again, they don't need someone who just passes, right? Like obviously it'd be incredible if they had someone who was like a master passer, right? But they they don't need someone like that. They just need someone who was willing to pass and who doesn't want everything for themselves. And Naru has chosen his has proven to be that, right? Just him being on a team with Baru. Um so so I think if they win they're, they're gonna take him. You know, even though Naru isn't like a super strong character you know maybe we'll see more of him next time because him you know him scoring this goal does not prove that he's strong <laughs> you know even if he scores this goal i still think he's weaker than Isuki and naki but we'll see you know we'll see we'll see um next the eminence in shadow episode 15 we are three quarters of the way through this show and let me tell you let me tell you you guys if you guys have been you know keeping up every week all that stuff uh thank you obviously it's awesome talking anime but you'll know that eminence and shadow has kind of taken a dip for me uh, I'm, I'm too far in to drop it <laughs> you know but like the first like 10 episodes were like th- this, is a, this is a pretty cool show i like this show right and then moved on to this next arc the next like four to five episode arc and i just didn't like it i, I just felt like it was such a departure from what the show was and now episode 15 we're back we're back, boys. We're back and ready and ready to attack, all right? Because I guess what I've realized that I like about Eminence in Shadow, I like that this show is, he is Lord Shadow, he is the Eminence in Shadow, and he just has this weird thing where he wants to, you know, start from the bottom, now we're here. That, that's what he wants to do. He wants to prove that he can do it, right? Because, you know, it's just like an accolade, right? You know, it's almost like an achievement in in a video game or a trophy or a... Didn't, like, Nintendo have something called, like, accomplishments or something? <laughs> um, you know, but most notably achievements in, in Xbox games or PC games, too, as well. Um, maybe just Xbox. I don't know where it's like, you know, uh, so achievements in video games are like, or if you don't know, are like special things that you can do in a video game that just create you an achievement. It doesn't give you anything. It just gives you a little like score. And the more achievements you get, the higher your like gamer score is, um, all that stuff. And, you know, some people really like achievements. Um, I play on PlayStation, so I am more so, you know, my version is trophies. Um, I don't really care about them too much. I feel like if, you know, if there's a game I really like, I'm going to look at the trophy list just, you know, just to see how doable it is. So if It's a game I really like, and it's a trophy list I think is doable for me. You know, I might try to get all the trophies just to say I did it, you know. Anyway, that's that's a tangent. The whole point of that was saying, you know, that is kind of what, you know, Sid is trying to do, where he's like, hey, I'm the dopest man alive. (laughs) You know, can I get this dope from starting as just a regular guy in school? Just just a regular student, whatever, you know, trying to be a background character. At this point in the show... He's already has he already has all the powers, you know, you know, he's more so just trying to like build up the, the, the theatrics of it, I guess, um, you know, and, and, and less so trying to get from one place to another. Um, but that is the part of the show that I really enjoy. And if, and that's what I've realized about the last four episodes, this little mini arc they had was that it felt like that had nothing to do with the Sid regular background character becoming eminence in shadow you know storyline had nothing to do with that it just you know the first 10 episodes was it you know right there me and the princess um you know sherry um you know the whole shadow garden thing like that whole 10 episodes was great and the next four episodes was just like okay at least it's kind of still there he's got the turn he's got the, like the tournament thing where he shows up and aurora's there okay i guess that's cool and then the whole sanctuary thing was just like, why is this here? What is happening? And then all the fan service, too, with, like, the girls. Like, that whole side of it was just like, eh, you know. But now with episode 15, we're back. We are back. And we are ready. <laughs> okay? Um, because we're now having a little tournament thing. And, th- and this is perfect. This perfect for what he wants to do, right? He is... Uh, you know, with Gamma's help, he is now disguised as mundane man. If, you know, if that if, if, if that wasn't <laughs> beating you over the head with what he is, I don't know what will. Uh, you know, but he's going to disguise in the tournament. He's going to try to be this character that no one really knows too much about. You know, they think he's trash. And then he's going to just win, right? You know, especially when he gets towards the end. You know, he's going to, you know, I think that this is the moment where he's like, this is where I'm going to be the eminence in shadow, right? I'm going to prove it you know, I'm going to get to the finals, and I'm going to go off, Um, you know, so that, that you know, that's really cool, you know, I like that, you know, we're, you know, we're kind of back on track with what this show was, where I just feel like the last four episodes were just like, it was just like, you know, it almost felt like filler, it felt like when, when like the long shown in anime, when they have filler, and it's like, it might be cool, it might not be cool, but why is it here, <laughs> has nothing to do with the story, um, maybe those episodes are more important than I gave him credit for. I just don't see it. So this thing back in the tournament, we're disguising ourselves. We're going to be another like background character still going off though. You know, d- double tapping this man's chin at the speed of sound. <laughs> like this, this is what I want. Um, and there's a purple girl, I don't remember her name. Um, but she, she's the only one that might've actually been able to see what mundane man did you know you know because she's like oh she he he hit him in the chest once no twice <laughs> you know um you know so i'm sure she's going to be a character that will be reoccurring and maybe like call mundane man out on something i don't know something like that um and at the end we got president rose big cliffhanger i guess president rose stabbed her man and is now gone nowhere to be seen and now <laughs> and now Sid is like wait what why <laughs> why did why did she do that I just saw her the other day you know might play into what you know he kind of talked to her about um wasn't his goal <laughs> for for his, his advice but you know so you know so now you know now we're back to having a few things on his plate President Rose got the purple girl that will pop back up him being Monday man in the tournament a few different factors here you know we're We're getting back into the show. So I'm I'm happy about this. I am now excited for the next episode. So we'll see what happens. Next we got Spy Classroom episode two. Um I enjoyed this episode. You know, I feel like one thing I'm not loving about the show is I feel like the pacing a little quick for me. A little quick for me, you know, because they're they're like already on the impossible mission. I feel like we didn't see them like I thought the show was gonna be more us seeing them train and like build up to it, and like the show might end with the impossible mission. Um, and you know, I guess they're not on. Are they on the mission right now? I'm I'm still not super 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 sure what's happening. Um, well, no, because the whole point of it are they gonna like take down the people who killed their squad? I don't know, but anyway. <laughs> We're here now. I'm I'm enjoying the show. Um, you know, the like first half of the show was all about their new regiment, right? They, you know, instead of Klaus trying to teach them something traditionally, he's just going to have them do more like practical stuff where it's like, "Hey, you're going to have to take me down by the end of the month." Take me down. <laughs> and you know, we have this nice little montage of them trying different tactics, but none of them work, right? They're all garbage. He sees them from a mile away, Um, and on top of that, we see a little bit more of his backstory, where he's like, all right, he was an orphan, raised to be a spy, which is cool, you know? It's not something we've never heard before, but that does add to his character, and it does shed some light as to kind of who he is, what he does, like why he's such a good spy, that's all he had, right? He was raised to be a spy to protect his family, right? um you know so it kind of adds some humanity to his character where the spies didn't really think he had any they're like oh he's the best forever and he's great and whatever um and then on top of that you know this, this is a very Klaus heavy episode we learn that he was part of team inferno uh which was like the greatest spy team ever assembled who also took on the impossible mission they failed not only did they fail everyone died except for klaus so (laughs) so again just adding more humanity to his character kind of showing that he does care like there are things that like he he has emotions basically you know he's not just this like robotic spy like he does have emotions like he has things that burden him you know and you realize that this whole impossible mission part two is a, a a revenge story for him You know, he's like, I, I got to do this. I got to avenge my team Inferno. Um, You know, you know, it's even at the end where he's like, I'm not going to force any of you to take on this mission. It is very dangerous. Like the best of the best, which we were, could not win. (laughs) So, you know, but, but they're all awesome, right? They're like, yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Um, And then at the very end, we learn some things, Um, you know, they apparently are trying to steal the sample from nd laboratory um i don't know i don't remember exactly what that is they did mention like biological warfare so pretty important right and then um and then they they all fall asleep at their little party <laughs> and it's funny because that first class is very upset with them but then there's this notion that it's like hey like we're all super nervous like we are all on edge you know we're not we're not taking this lightly but you being here puts our minds at ease. You know we are able to rely on you, we're able to count on you. And then we have a little bit of a flashback with, I don't know, like some person that was important to him as a child. Like I don't know if it was, I don't know, like his real mother, surrogate mother. I don't know. You know they they did mention how you know how he was an orphan. So I'm like ah, I don't know who that really is, but um, you know how it's like if you if someone trusts you enough to watch them sleep, then that you know that just goes to show how comfortable they are around you and how much they trust you how much they can rely on you so now you know flash forward to present day where this entire squad of seven spies is like they're they're like sleeping in front of him right so it's like oh a little little bit of a you know raising that up from that situation and putting it in this one um so yeah so a lot of stuff gained there again this was a very klaus heavy episode i like learning more about him though I'm sure we'll learn even more at some point. Um, and you know, I'm I'm just ready. You know, I'm ready to actually see this mission in action. Again, I don't I don't quite remember if this is the impossible mission or if this is just like a leg of the mission. If like they need to do this to then do the mission. I don't quite remember, but um, you know, I, I'm excited to finally see them all in action, right? Um, there's a change of plans at the end where like east and west are flipping them, whatever, but you know, I you know, I just can't wait to see them in action and like you know, cause we didn't really see them train too much we saw a montage of them trying to take down klaus but i you know i thought that's more so what the show was going to be it was going to be most of it them training them like in school sort of thing and then the end the last like few episodes or whatever is going to be here's the impossible mission but right now it's like oh no we're just kinda skipping all that and now we're going right into it which i'm excited for no, I'm, uh, I'm excited to see all their spy stuff you know, cause that's, that's really all we want to see, right? <laughs> that's all, that's all we want. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. Again, uh, you know, episode two, you know, I don't, I don't see myself letting up on this show, uh, but maybe, no, you know, we never know, you never know. Um, next, we have the angel next door spoils me rotten episode two, just continues to be a nice fun time, right? Just a cute little show um we have Sheena who sprained her ankle saving a cat and Fujimiya carried her home right so even there it's like come on come on you know like this this whole show is trying to be something that we know it's not it's trying to trick us like they're gonna end up together right like you know they keep having this like this notion that you know Sheena especially is like, oh, no, I'm just I'm just doing this because, you know, oh, I love cooking. So, you know, someone who I can cook for is always great or, oh, I just feel bad for you because of how you live, (laughs) you know, or just like, oh, like this and that. Like, you know, you know, she keeps trying to say that it's mutually beneficial and then whatever she kind of gets put in a corner, she like she threatens to stop coming over and like stop cooking and whatever. And because she knows that Fujimiya is not going to want that, you know? So it's like, oh, it's mutually beneficial. Oh, it's, it's, you know, we both gained something out of this. It's like, yeah, but why? Like that, that's the whole thing. <laughs> like, why do you keep coming over here? You know, like, you can say, oh, it's this and that, but it's like, you know, cause they kind of put on this mask of like, oh, they don't, they don't really like each other. You know, they're just kind of, you know, they're just kind of two people that coexist. It's like, no, that's not is not what this is and you know it, you know it um and it's funny because uh you know they both study pretty hard you know uh sheena is always like number one right but Fujimia was in like rank 30 or something like that which is pretty pretty dang good pretty dang impressive um and we find out that fujimiya studies so he can live alone right i guess by like a uh a, a arrangement that they that he has with his parents or you know he's able to live alone as long as his grades don't slip right like you have to prove that you're still a, a, a productive human right um sheena studies because she has to and that is where it's left we do not hear any more about that we don't know what that means she kind of like gets up to leave after she says that um you know there th- there's some predictions you know i'm i'm assuming none of them are good you know, whatever reason it actually is, is not going to be, like, a happy reason. Because um, as soon as that was said, I was like, oh, it's got to be something bad. Like, it's, it's got to be, like... Uh, I don't know. Because, you know, you, when you watch enough anime, <laughs> you start to see trends, you start to see tropes, you start to see, you know... So when it's something like this, I'm like, oh, she's studying for somebody, right? Like, she needs to get a good... um go you know go to a good university to get a good job to get money or whatever for something right so it's like is it like a sick relative that she needs to take care of or you know or maybe it's something bad where it's like you know she has bad parents and like her parents will disown her if you know like you know i feel like it's <laughs> you know it's a uh, you know it's very pessimistic to immediately think of oh she has to study for she has to study for something bad you know because she you know, you know because of a very negative situation but that's just how anime is set up <laughs> you know like i don't i don't imagine that it's like oh i study because i have to because i want to have a good life it's like well she would have just said that you know the reason why she kept it so vague is because it's it, it's something bad it's something personal like it's got to be you know i'm sure we'll get that at some point i'm sure they'll tell us why at some point but that, that was definitely a moment where I was like, oh, this, we will come back to this later, (laughs) um, and then it's Sheena's birthday coming up soon, and Sheena says that she wants a sharpening stone for her knives, and it's funny, because, you know, she's like, you know, don't, you know, don't assume I'm, you know, I'm like every, every high school girl, or whatever, right, every teenage girl, whatever it says, um, which is true, you know, she's not, She is (laughs) not, um, and then Fujimiya ends up getting her some hand cream which is very thoughtful very practical right because she's always using her hand she's always you know cooking or cleaning or whatever right so it's like oh it's a very practical gift Um, but then he also gets her a teddy bear which is less practical and it's funny because again playing playing that role where he's like oh I mean if you don't you know if you don't like it you can always you know toss it or whatever and she's like I would never do that. <laughs> Very protective of the teddy bear all of a sudden. And, you know, again, we have a nice little cute moment where it's like, oh, it's purely, it's it's just mutually beneficial. You know, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. It's like, no, 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 no. Maybe it started out like that, but we're only two episodes in. And anyone who's watching this show has to look at it and say they clearly like each other. They're going to end up together. Like, that is, <laughs> that is exactly what's going to happen. Um, and I can't wait. I can't wait for that. That is that is the moment I am waiting for, and it's gonna be incredible when it happens. I know it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, loving the show so far. Two episodes in. If, it, if if the show just keeps this energy, I'm in for the whole time. You know. So I'm 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 here. Um, yeah, it's kind of hard to do predictions because there's really no like cliffhangers or anything. Like the only thing I can think of is that like maybe we'll hear more about Sheena and why she studies, maybe next episode. I don't know if they'll get that close, though, you know, because also I feel like that could be a moment where it's, like, like a moment. It's not just, like, oh, yeah, it's because of this, you know, so we'll see. Next, we have The Ice Guy and his cool female colleague episode two, another show that I'm super into. That's just a fun time, right? Very similar to The Angel Show. It's just a good time, right? So we have Himuro. He loves the beach environment so much that he thinks something bad will happen, um again you know there's that sort of cliffhanger last episode where he's like something bad will definitely happen and we're like oh what could it be what could it be and it's like oh no he just loves it that he knows he's gonna get super emotional and something will happen but then it's flipped later on when you know there's like a news thing and it's like we're reaching summer like temperatures already here it's gonna be a scorcher and he is concerned (laughs) because apparently when it's hot, he melts and shrinks, because <laughs> again, you know, he's from, like, the Snow Woman, or whatever, so it's not only, like, oh, he gets emotional, Blizzard happens, all that stuff, it's like, no, if it gets super, super hot, he will shrink, and it is the goddamn cutest thing you've ever seen, right, because he, he just looks like a little child, <laughs> and then, you know, um, you know, it's, it's great, because, um, um, shoot, I didn't write down her name, I forgot her name, Um, isn't, like, Fuyutsuki or something like that it's, it's something like that right um you know she she comes in the clutch you know she gets some popsicles from like the hotel I think right because the the convenience store is all out but it's like the hotel like dessert men like tray or something has popsicles so we had to get popsicles able to you know remedy the situation but she was just there and she was like she was in awe <laughs> of him because ah oh, just a little 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 child it's so it's so cute and you know but then also um She's like, oh, you know, you're, 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 you're always taller than me. So for you to be smaller than me and me to like pat your head and stuff, it's like, ooh, it's like a, it's it's like a different feeling, you know? Um, So again, you know, a nice little moment there. And then also just, you know, to see him vulnerable, you know, I think that's a very important part of this relationship. That's definitely growing and forming. Um, But yeah, that was, that was just super cool. Super cool to see. I mean, because other than that, it was just a good time, right? They all had a good time. You know, they're seeing, they're watching cat pictures, um, they're watching the fireworks, all that stuff. So, you know that that was the moment that this whole episode was kind of set up around was, what happens when that happens, and you know it's kind of hiding, maybe a little embarrassed about it, but then you know she d- doesn't even skip a beat. She's like, "This is incredible. I love it," <laughs> and also, "I'm gonna help you." Um, so yeah, again, I love this show. You know, it is more of just kind of, I wouldn't really say slice of life because it is like you know has romance and comedy in it as well, but. It is more on like the slice of life spectrum where it is like i don't think there's going to be a whole lot of like conflict or um like stress induced from this show i think it is just going to be a nice show where they you know cute little moments happen and learn more about each other and at some point they might like get together and be like a couple um nah, that's that's really all i need that's all i'm looking for you know with, with, with these type of shows I don't need to be like on the edge of my seat. I just need to watch it and just like smile at like the fun stuff that's happening on screen. Um, and so far, two episodes in, it is it is checking both all those boxes. So we're we're here for it. Next is uh, the show that I I guess people are really digging. So I'm I'm happy. Um, it is the Magical Revolution of the Reincarnated Princess and the Genius Young Lady. Episode two. Episode two. Um, so first off, I just want to look at this title real quick because I'm starting to understand the title. Uh, the magical revolution, right? That's obviously what the whole magicology thing they're trying to do. Genius young lady, that's obviously talking about euphelia who is a, a, a genius young lady. Reincarnated princess, though, is Anisphia reincarnated from something? Was that set up at all? I don't. I don't think it was. I feel like that's something that we're gonna learn later. But anyway, if it is reincarnated little bit of an isekai action you know maybe this is like technically an isekai so we're we're there we're here um <laughs> uh, but anyway um so the whole kind of setup of this episode is that anis wants to make you happy you know she's like oh broken off you know al guard broke off the engagement um so i'm gonna take her and i'm gonna make her happy she will be mine <laughs> um and it, and it is sort of set up in a way of like i want her to like I think a lot of fans of the show are really hype about them being together, like them being a couple. Anisphia and Euphelia, um, you know, especially as the episode goes on, you know, I think they have a nice relationship. Um, I don't know if that's exactly what's going to happen. I think Anisphia messes with her a bunch, um, you know, especially towards the end where you know where she lays on the bed and she's like, "Why don't you come to bed?" You know, or whatever, and, and she's like, "Oh, it's just a joke. It's just a joke, <laughs> messing with you." You know, and then even um, you know, when she's talking to her about the proposal about like, you know, um Anisfia working with euphelia on the research of magicology, you know, because she has like the sciencey stuff. And then, you know, Euphelia can actually use magic so them together. And she's like super smart and stuff. So it's like, yes, please be on my team. <laughs> you can help me with this. Um, you know, but even when that, you know, you know, she's like da you know, and, you know, and I hope you fall in love. You know, and, and she kinda gets close to her and is like you mean like in love with the project, right? <laughs> And it's just funny because again, it's like no in love with me, but no the project. um So again, you know, I think they're they're, they're teasing it. Um, I think they'll probably get together. I mean, just because you watch enough anime, you sort of see the signs, and it's like yeah. I mean, they're they're clearly setting it up for that. You know, if they don't, I'm not gonna be upset or anything. But you know, I think the the overall sort of direction that that's going is 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 they're gonna get together. You know, I mean, especially with. How they how it was set up with <laughs> you know, Euphelia is supposed to be with Algard and then it breaking it off, and then NSF being like, I will save you, <laughs> you know, I will steal you away. Um, but yeah, and then we learn a little more about each other. You know, not a lot actually like physically happened this episode, you know, but I think the introduction and you know the, the introduction of their relationship with them working together kind of sets up the whole rest of the show you know where i feel like the rest of the show depends on this episode it's like okay we're together we're researching now the rest of the show is going to be us experimenting and picking each other's brain and making stuff you know like i, I can't wait for that that's gonna be super cool um but yeah a little bit about each other like you know we see that anisfia is jealous of euphelia because she can use magic you know obviously if anisfia could do magic then she would have been getting going with this project um way way sooner because her whole thing is magicology kind of mixing science and magic you know just just basically trying to make magic um accessible for everyone for 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 the better of their lives you know because if everyone can use certain types of magic then it can make everyone's lives easier it can be save lives you know that that sort of thing um you know super noble undertaking really um and then she even has she even has this really you know really cute uh, moment where she says that she wants to see Ophelia smile because she's only really seen her smile when she was using magic you know she feels like that that area like you know that you know that sort of area of her life is what makes her the happiest um you know so like when she's with algard for example or doing like the political stuff or whatever you know that that side of her life that she has to burden because of her lineage not really super happy she wants to make her happy you know so that's that's really cool again a nice little moment that could very well be interpreted as like i want to make you happy you know what i mean like i i you know i i can make you happy i feel like us together you know that, that the whole thing um and then yuffie nice little nickname that anisfia has for her. um yuffie thinks that anisfia is weird is <laughs> as weird as they say right and you know anisfia takes a little bit of you know hurt to that but it's you know it's, it's mostly fake right but um i mean it's true though right like you can't <laughs> you know who who would say otherwise nobody nobody would say otherwise because she is weird she's a weird weapon she's going out as what was it like the marauder princess or something like she just like took yuffie in for just the, like at its core the simplest of reasons you know like you're a very weird person <laughs> um but it, it's cool you know like i said there. the It ends off and you just kind of have this nice feeling where you're just like, these are two characters that I can get behind. They're working towards a very noble cause, noble project. Like, I wonder how much politics is actually going to be in this show, you know, like, you know, with them both being like royalty in one way or another. Like, I wonder how much I wonder, you know, I wonder what that's going to, Or, or, or if it is just going to be, maybe it will just be like a smaller show where there's just these two working together doing stuff inventing stuff like i'd be down for that as well so um again still super into the show a couple episodes in we'll see where it goes right you know just like every show but i'm in like the you know this is this this is dope next we have buddy daddies again one of my favorite shows this season is it's just such a good premise it's such a good premise uh buddy Daddies episode two of course um so we see at the beginning, they are not great dads, right? Like, Ray. I mean, Ray isn't really the dad, like, you know, he's more like the uncle, but um, he's not, he's not taking care. <laughs> he's not, this is not my problem. And then, uh, what is his name? Kazuki kind of forgets that Miri's even there. <laughs> and then he's just like, you know, because like the, the whole episode is him being accustomed to doing that, right? So like, because he's, he's never had a kid. So he's like... Oh, uh, you know, kind of just throws her in the bathroom. It's like, well, no, she needs help, you know, and then like dealing with her wanting things and, you know, you can't really have them. Um, uh, just the simplest things of like, you know, teaching her, Hey, you know, you have to think, you know, you have to be thankful for the food before you eat the food. You know, just like, just like small stuff like that. Um, you know, him even wanting to leave her in the apartment by herself. It's like, well, maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you shouldn't do that. Um, but, you know, I would like to see how he gets, how he grows, you know, because even, like, the very beginning of episode one was, like, th- we've already moved past this. So, you know, I'd like to see where it gets to that moment. Um, and then what else do we have? Uh, it also turns out I was wrong last episode. Um, and maybe I just read it wrong. Or maybe that was, like, the... Uh, you know, what the show was trying to do, or maybe I'm just an idiot, I don't know, but, uh, yeah, that, Miri is not Kazuki's kid, I thought, I thought Kazuki, I thought Kazuki was the father, because I, I thought that Kazuki also, you know, based on, like, a flashback that we had in episode one, that he also had a wife and a kid, you know, so, I, I was like, oh, that's clearly his kid, like, it really is his kid, but no, it's not, it, it, it turns out that it's not Kazuki's kid, Miri is the daughter of of the one guy that they killed in, in, in their mission last episode. Um, you know, so now that's the whole thing. They're trying to find out who it is, maybe give the kid back. It's a, it's a long shot, though, because it's like, you know, even their their dude was like, I did all my research, and he didn't have a child, you know, not, not according to my records. Um. And then, um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um. yeah and then uh, one reason i like the show and shows like this is because of the like juxtaposition between both of the storylines um you know it is like oh they're spies (laughs) they're like you know spies assassins whatever um but then you have miri at home and you know it's it it's a great scene because it perfectly encapsulates this the sort of back and forth that i'm talking about where they get back home and um, their whole place is ransacked, you know? And it's like, oh no, something's happening. And it's really quiet. So it's like two things. One, someone was here looking for something. Clearly they know that they're spies because why else would someone do this? And then two, it's quiet. Where's Miri? Did they hurt her? Did they kidnap her? What is happening? And so they go through. And it turns out that Miri was the one who ransacked the place i'm not sure why, I guess just kind of she was upset or maybe she was looking for a good hiding place because she is now playing hide and seek. Not only (laughs) is she playing hide and seek, she has a gun. It's not loaded, you know. Ray, Ray made sure of that, Ray, you know. But she has a gun. You know? It's like (laughs) you are four years old, my lady. You need to (laughs) you need to put this down. Um but no, you know, and you know the reason I point that scene out is because there is dangers, right? Like, again, th- this is kind of showing that there are dangers. And you just having this kid is dangerous. And then you're leaving her alone. It's like, what if? What if someone who d- dislikes you, you know, some rival member or whatever, goes there and is like, oh, there's a kid here. Oh, they have a kid. We're going to use that against them. You know, like, and again, you can say, oh, it's not our kid. It's like, mm, but, you, but you care enough. Like, you guys at this point may not love miri as a daughter but you at the very least are good people who care enough about her to take her in and be like okay we're gonna take her in for now we're gonna figure out where she belongs all that stuff um then we have some some cute moments here where (laughs) where miri um you know mentions how this like steak i I, I think it was steak It it was steak of some sort it was meat of some sort how you know it's it's different than her mother's And so Kazuki's, like, going off because he's super happy. He's like, oh, she... Finally, someone here talks about my food and, like, you know, because I put so much work into the food and someone actually points out something about it. And then then Miri cuts him off and is like, Mom's is better. (laughs) It's such a good... Such a good moment because Kazuki just gets ruined and then Ray on the side, (laughs) he just... (laughs) He just like chuckles to himself it's it's very subtle but it's it's incredible because it's just it's such a good moment um it's such a good moment um and then um and then they're actually on a mission and they have to bring her along because like well we can't leave her alone again and she has to go to the bathroom and so she takes it upon herself because she's four and why, why why would she do any differently where she goes up to the house and she's like gotta go to the bathroom and of course as as as, as a grown man you know it, especially in like a show right where this this guy's supposed to be on guard duty he's like evil in one sense or another i guess um you expect him to be like like hard and tough and you know get out of here type thing but she's a child Who is in distress? She just has to go to the bathroom. You're confused, but you're like, she's just a child, man. Like, just bring him and go to the bathroom, you know. And you know, and 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 she does. And then you know, even at the very end, he's like, well, you know, it's, you know, I just, I'm just glad you didn't, you know, you didn't make a mess everywhere, right? You can kind of like mask it like that, like, you know, even if it didn't hit him in the feels of like, oh, it's just a little, it's just a little girl, like, yeah, let's let's help her out, whatever. Like, what's the harm? She still has to mask of like, oh, well, you know, at least she didn't like, you know, pee all over the ground. I guess, you know, that's 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 all I care about. Um, and then and then she walks by. It's such a good, you know, this this show and Miri. I don't know what Buddy Daddy's is based off of. I'm assuming it's based off of manga. It feels very manga, you know, like like, you know, I can almost see like the, the different panels and stuff you know of you know of uh, of the story so far the first two episodes but like if th- this show gives me very spy family epi- uh you know uh feelings and not only because it's you know spies and a daughter and all that stuff but like just like their interactions with each other like how so like Sp- spy family for people who don't know is a very popular manga and a super popular anime as well that just had an anime adaptation last season uh season two of spy family came out so if you haven't seen that go watch it i you know i did cover it uh i did cover it on this podcast actually yeah i was doing that week to week and um you know it's basically about a spy man who is with an assassin lady and neither of them know each other right so like the spy guy does not know that his wife is is an assassin, and vice versa, right? And then they have a daughter who's a telepath who can read minds, um, but neither one of them know that she can read minds. But she knows that both of them are a spy and assassin because she can read minds. (laughs) So she knows. Um, Anyway, you know, one of the best parts of that story is how the daughter just gets into, like, the funniest situations and also how she reacts to stuff in such a funny way um so you know so the reason i bring that up is because it's it's similar with this show too where it's like mary and again you know she's not as aware as you know the daughter is in spy family because you know daughter in spy family can read minds but with with mary it's like she, she just does stuff that's funny you know like she she's just a 4 year she, she's just a funny kid <laughs> you know like she's like her pulling out the gun in hide and seek is like the funniest thing ever you know her saying that mom's food is better it's hilarious and so like her coming in here to go into the bathroom walking out be like okay i'm gonna leave now whatever and her like walking out and like passing a corner and just like freezing in place and just like staring up at at kazuki's hiding and just like her eyes go super wide it just the shot just freezes there for a second and it's like oh no something's gonna happen <laughs> she is not supposed to be there um that was that was really good that was really good um but at the very end we have a a very sad moment a moment that is totally fabricated it's not actually gonna happen like again if you watch enough anime or just consume enough stories whether that be through like movies or books or whatever um video games whatever um there is no way they're gonna get rid of miri i mean first off we know at the very beginning of the first episode was sort of like a, a, a flash forward almost um you know of you know kazuki and Ray being on a mission and then their like nanny calling and being like oh yeah uh miri's not doing very well and kazuki's like what and Ray's like oh yeah she was like kind of sick in the beginning or whatever." you know whatever right so like at that point in in that moment in the show at the very beginning they've already had miri for a while so like the, them are trying to gaslight us <laughs> you know into thinking that they're actually going to give up miri it's not going to happen um but there might be some predictions there where it's like easy prediction you know small brain prediction they're not going to give miri up duh right big brain prediction why though what's the reason now, I think a very like tropey reason would be, oh, they just love her, right? They fall in love with her, whatever. But I don't think that's true because they clearly don't love her. You know, it's not that they hate her, but, like, you, you know, just the way they act, it's, it's very much like, oh, we're just taking care of her. You know, like, we're decent human beings, so we're, of course, you know, and also the reason why she's not with her dad right now is because we killed her dad. So maybe, you know, maybe we should just keep her for, for a hot second. You know, I think maybe, you know, I'm not a writer, right? <laughs> At one point I would, you know, I would, you know, I do have stuff I'd like to write, but I'm not a writer, so I'm not going to pretend, but like, I feel like they might go more the direction of the mom sucks, right? Either the mom sucks, or the mom's dead. Now the mom dying in this very short amount of time would be very sudden, but it's possible right? Maybe no more relatives, whatever. Or maybe the mom sucks. Like not saying that she's like abusive, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go that route where she's like, oh no, if we give Miri to the back to the mom, the, the mom's going to like kill her <laughs> or something, you know? Um, but like, you know, maybe the mom just sucks. Maybe the mom doesn't really have a job. Maybe she's like an alcoholic or something, you know? I, you know, I, I don't know. Just like them going back to her and maybe going to give her up and then sort of, like, doing a little bit of recon and being like, oh, we we can't do this. Like, again, our, our decent human being instincts are kicking in, and it's like, as a matter of fact, Miri being with us is a better situation for her than her going back to her mother, you know? It's going to be a tough thing to explain, though, because Miri has already kind of mentioned the mom. Um it's gonna be a weird thing to be like where where, where's mom <laughs> you know um but you know i you know i, I think they will get through it um but yeah I'm, I'm very interested to see because next episode that's what it's gonna be like they ended the episode being like hey we uh hey we uh found out who the mom is i'm gonna send the details over so it's like next episode will be the episode so i, I can't wait for that i'm loving buddy daddies i mean honestly if we're just gonna do a full stop here for a second i think buddy daddies might be my favorite show this season so far We're only two episodes in so you know we're not not a lot of shows have had time to really grow and flesh out and really be what they're going to be um but buddy daddies i mean like out of everything i've i talked about so far it's like you know my hero blue lock and eminence don't count because they've they've had a huge head start um you know spy classroom is cool Um, you know, I think it's going a little fast for me and I want to actually see them do some cool stuff, which I haven't seen too much yet. Um, you know, stuff like Angel Next Door and The Ice Guy, those are very nice shows, but you know, they're not shows at this point that have gone above and beyond to like have that extra oomph to them. Um, and then the the Magical Girl show, I think has the promise to maybe overtake buddy daddies, but right now it's just a lot of setup and like not too much has really happened yet it's more so just like laying the foundation so that's why right now i think buddy daddy's might be my favorite show so far um it's just it's just fun it's just a fun show you know um but let's move on to some other shows and talk about those as well next we got revenger revenger episode two um this is a cool show man this is a cool show um, yeah, this is one of those shows that I think is a little tougher to follow for me right now. You know, you know, there's a lot of names, a lot of locations, right? A lot of like systems in place right now. Um, you know, you know, but I think they are just kind of setting up the world and like what they do and everything. You um, know, a lot of politics, you know, that that sort of thing. But I'm cool with it right now. So we have Soji and Neo don't like sharing their pay with Kurima. Um, you know, because they're like, oh, he's just an assassin. He just blah blah blah. And, and not only that, they're like, oh, and he also he's the one who he has no morals. He killed his, what was it, his mom's fiance or something like that. He killed a guy just because of this. And, well, because oh, I've, I got tricked. And you know, Usui is like, well, that's not exactly what happened. Like, he was the honorable thing. Like, he's a samurai. He does this and, like now he knows like he didn't have the information you know and it's like if that's who if that's all if that is who you are you have to do it like he couldn't say no <laughs> to it you know what i mean like in his mind it was all like in his mind though that was the right thing to do you know um so you know i, I get it though you know it is like growing pains like oh it's a new member and oh he thinks he thinks he's all that we've been together forever you know that that, that sort of thing but you know i think they'll all come around on him eventually Um, then we have the, the dying lady. I don't really know who she is. Again, there's, there's a lot of characters in this show. (laughs) If you've been following me, you'll know, I forget everyone's name. You know, it is very hard for me to, what was that? It's very hard for me to keep up with characters and all the names and everything like that. So this like dying woman is like, Hey man, I want my husband killed. Not only do I want my husband killed, I want my previous husband killed as well. You know, the, the previous guy who basically sold me off to my current husband, I guess, you know, they had a whole story there about, um, you know, her whole coming up and, oh, when I, when women are young, they're dumb, that, that sort of thing, um, and then we have Usui asks asks Kurima to join the Revengers, so that's like, they, they said the name of the thing in the thing, (laughs) um, but yeah, that's, they're called the Revengers, right, like, they, they get revenge on people, and, you know, I really like this scene because, you know, Usui's explaining, and Kurima, for the most part, just can't get behind it, you know, he's just like, wait, so you guys take money from people to kill other people because of some revenge that they want on them, like, that's, that's not honorable in any sense, in any sense of the word, um, you know, and, like, you know, I, I understand a lot of what Usui's saying, where he's like, well, not everyone's like you, where they can just do it by themselves like a lot of people don't have the means to get revenge or settle a score with their own two hands you know but then also at the same time Usui isn't one of those people that he's not explaining it in a way where he's like oh no this is honorable he's just like this is what we do like there is a need for our you know our for our position to exist so we have filled that need and we really think that you would be you'd be good i mean you you a lot of your stuff is based off revenge you know you want to get revenge on certain people like you can make money doing it like this could be mutually beneficial for both of us um and it's tough because you know i don't think i'm trying to remember i, I don't think Ruma actually agrees to do it but um but but you know you can tell he does um you know so i think just the fact of them not showing us kuro being like fine i'll do it or yeah i want to be a revenger," or whatever like we don't see him super ecstatic about it you know i think is a very well way to show us because Usui wasn't just able to like flip him immediately you know like these are his morals these are the things that he grew up with you know this is his character so if Usui was able to flip him that easily and by the end of their five minute conversation karima was just like oh yeah you know what this is actually perfect like then it'd be like oh karima's karima's morals were not very strong i guess (laughs) you know like he 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 didn't really care that much about how he was raised huh um you know so i i do like the way they handled that scene um then we have the buff doctor don't remember his name he he is a revenger I don't remember his name, though. He's, he's the one person. <laughs> I don't remember. But he's just the buff doctor. Um, he fired, like, a missile arrow. Just a regular arrow. Just a regular arrow for the most part. But he just got super hulked out. <laughs> and it was just, like, it moved at the speed of sound. <laughs> it was just, like, Mach 5. Just, like, how is this happening? Um, so that that was crazy. And then Karima coming in to clean it up. He just sliced this man in half. I was like, oh, well, I was that was something that was that was that was quite the one-two punch (laughs) that they had there um you don't even like him flipping through the air with the the moonlight it's like dude this this show if anything just the action and like the way they just murder people is very entertaining um and then team up with neo and usui um neo was sort of playing off of this man's uh fantasies i guess which was very funny, the whole time I'm like, dude, she's gonna get you, <laughs> she's gonna get you, dude, you don't even know it, and then led him right to Usui, who put some, like, gold film over his face, and it, like, hardened, and uh, suffocated this man with gold, um, quite the way to go out, and so that was very brutal as well, um, and yeah, that's basically how it ends, <laughs> they, they, they got revenge on those people for that woman, who's also going to die, but uh, yeah, yeah, so this show for me, I think I, I really enjoy it. Um, the action is very cool. I just want there to be something more. Like, I feel like it was sort of set up that the show was going to be them sort of cleaning up the political landscape of the whole, you know, in conjunction with the whole opium stuff, Right. I hope that's where they go with it because right now it sort of just feels like a show where they just take on like every episode is just going to be another revenge, which is fine. That's fine. That that'll, that'll be entertaining enough. But I don't think that would reach its full potential for what the show could be, of like oh no we're we're like systematically taking certain jobs, and you know what I mean. And that'd be cooler. So yeah good show though good show so far uh next we have giant beasts of ours episode two um yeah not too much this episode um you know but there are some key points there's some key points so um kumi and Jiro are now combined question mark (laughs) that was was a little surprising for me but we learn later on that paladins and clerics they need each other right they i mean clerics more so need paladins but like you know so cleric which is kumi they just have this, like, crazy magical energy, basically. And paladins are there so that the clerics can harness the energy, right? So that's basically what happened with Kumi and Jiro, is that Kumi, like, like went inside of Jiro, basically. And they were able to just go off. They were able to freaking Super Saiyan and, you know, destroy. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I do like that little explanation there, which is like, you know, because even at the end, you know, Jiro was like, what are you doing without a paladin? And Kumi was like, uh, you know, and so that they we explain it now. It's like, oh, we need each other so that we can do this. Um, but yeah, so that was, that was cool. Uh, Mia took Jiro's spear so he'd look for them successfully. I might add, uh, Mia just kind of tagging along, you know, like it wasn't, really no reason for her to be with Kumi and Jiro, but she's there. So that's cool. Um, and then Jiro will stay with them until the next city, right? So. A little bit of half and half here like you know he says it's like oh because you know they're going to be running after us and so they're going to be running after you too like they know you you know you're you're in it no matter what now but then i feel like there's a little side of him that he wants to be with Kumi, you know like he he wants that relationship again you know because again i feel like you know there's a little flashback to like i think his wife or something you know he he does have some connection to this stuff you know he knows a lot about his very experienced you know, it is that that classic relationship, like the experienced older guy, mentor type thing with it's like troubled youth, um, you know, a lot of potential, but just, you know, needs a little rough around the edges. You know, I think it's that classic relationship. And I think he wants that, you know, you know, I think he wants that to kind of give his life more meaning. Because like before this, what did we see? We just saw him being like a soldier for hire type thing taking down beasts like he didn't seem particularly enthusiastic about that he's just doing it so you know i think this thing would being with kumi and mia you know i think this will give his life meaning again and make him want to live because especially with the whole wife thing again this is me reaching quite a bit but I, I could definitely see that being a reason for him just kind of trudging through life just kind of existing rather than living right um but yeah that's that's pretty much it Again, not not too much really to talk about but i'm so enjoying the show again first episodes really with any show is a lot of setup so you know i think this show is that more than a lot of other ones but i think this is like the start of their journey now they're like oh we're together we're going we're going to the next city whatever right um so yeah good stuff good stuff next we have we are now starting all the new shows that uh, i didn't talk about last last week uh vinland saga season two episode one chilling with this uh this is probably my most anticipated show of the season i think many people's probably the most anticipated show of the season vinland saga Vin- vinland saga season one came out what a couple years ago i think yeah i think it was like a couple years ago or so um and it was great right like you know many people were like oh it's like anime game of thrones and i'm like yeah yeah i I, kind of see it not not an exact one for one but i i see what you guys are saying when you say that um so yeah and this episode kind of took me by surprise because it was people that we don't know it was just this whole story like who are these people but um it gets good at the end well i mean the whole episode's good but like it hits you and it's like, oh, okay, gotcha. At the very end. But so um this whole you know, like the first part of the episode doesn't really matter, but you know, let me get to where their whole village is getting massacred, right? Whole thing is getting just destroyed. And um it's it's, it's a tough sight. It is <laughs> not a good time. Um the mom took an arrow to the back, she's dying. Then Lada tried to fight back a little bit. That was a bad idea she got sliced so now we have anar who the whole village you know he you know he was kind of the one that was rebuilding the village um now just lost his mom and his sister no family left um he's also still kind of just a kid you know like don't let his physique fool you like he, he is just like a teenager or like a young adult you know what i mean like he's he's not like 30 years old right um, and then that, that just destroyed him, right? We're like something, something also awoke in a too. We have that little scene where it's like super like pulsing in his eyes and everything. So something died and then awoke <laughs> within him. And I'm sure we'll see that again at some point. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's just that setup where it's like, it's cool. Like the whole first part of the episode is cool. We're living, you know, he brings up, we have to defend the place we're always on the losing side all that stuff and then for it to happen and this whole village just be decimated it's like oh man you know but it's really cool because what you know whenever shows do this it, it's it's a hit or miss where it's like oh it's a setup and then i'm gonna rip the character away and it's just gonna be traveling now you know um because then Anar and others are now being transported as slaves. Right? So it's like you went from being on a farm, being pretty well respected within your village, having your own just everything, right? Like it's your life and now you're a slave. It's like, "Ugh. That sucks." <laughs> that is understatement of the century. That sucks. Um, and then Anar tries to escape. Right? He's one of those but he you know he, he he gets whipped for trying to escape. He's you know gets gets made an example. It's just like oh man, it's it's hard to watch. You know, it is it is really tough. Um But uh you know, a little ray of sunshine, a little ray of hope there where after all this bad stuff, right, of just just being treated as a tool, right? Like, like people coming in, coming out, being like, oh, let me see your Muscles, let me see your teeth, whatever. Like, it's like, ah, you know, someone does buy him to then work on a farm. And it's like, okay, not bad. <laughs> you know, first off, I'm out of here, like very dreary place with all these other, you know, tools, essentially. Um, but also I get to work on a farm again. Like, that's where I grew up. That's where I am. That's where I'm comfortable. Best case scenario, honestly, <laughs> you know, for where he's at, it couldn't be better. And so, um, that's, that's pretty much his journey this episode. Um, you know, just being ripped away from your life and being treated as, as dirt. And then at the very end, he sees Thorfinn. Thorfinn is there at the farm and that's where the episode ends, right? Now, what does this mean? What does this mean? Thorfinn, I couldn't tell because it was literally just like we saw him and then there was like a voiceover where he was like, and that's the day I met Thorfinn. It's like, okay, (laughs) cool, man. You know, why does it feel like the end of like (laughs) the end of a comic book? Um, But um, yeah, so lots of things there. I mean, is Thorfinn also a slave? Like, I can't imagine it. I can't mad like Thorfinn is way too skilled like he was taken on freaking like t- like 30 people all by himself like like Thorfinn grew up to be a monster there's no way he got caught as a slave so maybe he just works there you know he's not a slave he just it's where I live like these are the people I I I like and it's almost like another family almost or again just like we all, you know, we're all parts of a machine, and we're chill, like, I I just can't imagine Thorfinn's there against his will, so, like, he has to be there, like, maybe this is his family, you know, maybe he, I don't know, (laughs) you know what I mean, um, yeah, I I can't wait, because, again, like, Aenar doesn't know Thorfinn, you know, so we know Thorfinn, you know, Thorfinn's the man, but we don't, uh, You know, Ainar doesn't know him. So I'm wondering what this relationship is going to be like. How is this going to grow? You know, what we're going to do? How is it going to open up his eyes to the world? You know, Uh, I can't wait to see it, man. Again, he's the character I wanted to see. So I'm glad that he's at the very end. It's like, okay, we're not. Season two wasn't just like another, another completely different story. So uh, happy about that. Can't wait. Can't wait. Next, we got the Misfit of Demon King Academy season two, episode one. Um, I watched the first season came out again like a few years ago at this point um i enjoyed it you know it wasn't like incredible but it was one of those isekai where i was like okay this i feel like for some reason it just feels different you know it you know feels like the writing is better or the setup is better or whatever you know again it's like we've never seen this kind of like reverse isekai before but there's something about this one that's just fun to watch like you know again he's just so op that is ridiculous like we've had op characters before you know but at least we see them struggle a little bit or see them learn anos is just like i can do anything ever (laughs) it's just like yeah it's fun to watch you know i mean it's similar to one punch man where it's like you know one punch man to me has more comedy in it but like one punch man is the same thing where it's like oh i just punch him once and he dies you know and we know it's gonna happen but it's still fun to watch um um let's see what is this episode we got misha and sasha again we're trying to like trying to remember all the characters names now you know a ton, ton of characters last time so uh misha and sasha or misha said that sasha is embarrassed to anos noticed her new ribbons against sasha i, th- I believe if i remember correctly she's kind of more of a classic um she's like a classic tsundere character um so you know there's that so oh, that was a nice cute little moment there um mr Didijon called out Anos for being Avos um people are like oh that's a joke right that's a joke right he's not he's he's not the demon king and uh yeah just kind of shows that so that's interesting I guess (laughs) like so is that like outed now like is that the thing are people still believe him I don't know that was that was crazy that like my first act as your homeroom teacher (laughs) is to show that this character is secretly reincarnated demon king it's like oh okay cool and then mr didajan reveals himself as the heavenly father god nosgalia um yeah he's like the creator of everything or whatever um and his whole thing is oh i'm gonna take you out i'm gonna i'm gonna shape this in my image we're gonna kill the non-believers all that stuff and i'm like oh i don't know if i like this guy (laughs) i don't know i don't know if this is the way this is supposed to go you know because in your mind like devils are bad gods are good and i feel like you're not a good god you know um so anos just kills him right and and the funny thing there is that he's like ah but if you kill me then the world will will die and i know how much you love this world so if a if a equals b and b equals c then a must equal c <laughs> and, and anos is like yeah i don't care <laughs> and just stabs him right through the chest and kills him um but then he reincarnates him because he's like i mean you're right if you were to die like yeah the world would would cease to exist um but i'm only going to give you 10 percent of your power and it's like again you know it's it's just stuff like that that i think makes the show interesting because it's so op that it's that that's fun to watch because you know, there, there are shows with, with op characters that just aren't fun to watch because just like oh yeah we know we know what's gonna happen but but some shows kind of like come full circle where they're so op like it it, it becomes fun and interesting again again like one punch man um so i think that's kind of what the show has done where it's just you know because at this point with other shows even if you know they're gonna win, there still might be some like, oh but maybe they won't or or whatever or you know, or like even it's like, oh well we know how they're gonna win. With shows like this, you wanna know what Anos is going to do. You're like, Oh well clearly Anos you know, clearly John does not done his homework and Anos is going to kill this man. But I wonder what he's gonna do exactly. So for him to stab him through the chest, reincarnate him and give him ten percent of his power is so funny. <laughs> it's so good you know um and then the very end which is kind of setting up the next episode is that the school's been overrun by other you know devil workers or whatever um like you know subordinates and they're here to take him out we know anos is avos and we're gonna take him out we're gonna do this you can't win and um some people have died too like some turned to stone and stuff i'm like oh no <laughs> what is happening Um, but it's just, it's the thing where, again, like I was just saying, we know Anos is going to win, but I wonder what he's going to do. You know, I wonder how he's going to win. When he's going to do this. Um, so I'm interested in that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in the show. You know, season one was pretty cool. I imagine season two is going to be right on par with it. And if it is, it'll be a good time, you know, not, not anything to be like, oh, this is, this is the best show of the season. I don't think that's possible, honestly. But, um, you know, I think week to week, you're just gonna have a good time so and then lastly last anime of the day we got Nier automata version 1.1a episode 1 this is obviously one that people were very much looking forward to there's a lot of near fans out there Nier fans are always die hard um so yeah very very cool um i did play Nier automata a while ago um i don't think i played it right though <laughs> I mean, first of all, I only beat it once. You're supposed to beat it, like, seven times at least to get the full story. Um, and I definitely didn't explore the world as much as you're supposed to, <laughs> you know? You know, I kind of just, like, sp- s- speed ran the game on accident. <laughs> and, I, and I remember finishing it and being like, yeah, that was cool. That was fun, you know? But, like, I, I wasn't like, oh, my God, this is incredible, <laughs> you know? Um, but anyway... Uh, the anime was announced and I was like okay okay the animation looks pretty dope let's 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 take this let's give it a try and so this first episode here pretty fun so far Um, we have you know some some setup to the world and all that stuff and and also to some of the mystery of the world like I think again I don't remember the game that much especially not the story I don't couldn't couldn't tell you Um, you know so I think the whole mystery of like what, what are we being thrown into right now? <laughs> you know, what, what is happening? Um, it's is, is cool. You know, and it is something that kind of hooks you. So, uh, let's see. We have opening up with some just cool action, right? We got 2B just killing it, right? Her sword, her little drone thing. Um, it's, just, it's just good action. It's a, you know, it, so far, it, it's a very pretty show. Um, and then we get into a little bit of more story, more like character moments where 9S saves 2B, um, you know, cause 2B uses like the, 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 the solar beam, <laughs> um, then the buzzsaw arm thing is still alive. And then 2B or uh, 9S comes in with like his like mobile suit Gundam shoots all the missiles at it. It's like, a got them, got Um, so now they're a team. Um, then they go through more stuff and then another one of those buzzsaw things comes up, just messes up 9S. Like 9S is not doing well. <laughs> he is dying um and uh then 2b comes in it's kind of like a role reversal where now 2b takes 9s's mobile suit because 9s like gives the mobile suit uh uh permission for you know for for 2b's like dna or whatever uh you know to to control it and now 2b saves him right 2b uses part of another buzzsaw thing to then just destroy the one that's that's currently attacking them so that was cool and then you know even ninus has a fun little comment where he's like man you really do just 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 brute force it huh (laughs) you know Um, i'm just gonna smash this thing with this other thing and that's how we're gonna win um and uh yeah that i mean for the most part the whole episode was cool again it was just kind of like showing off the world um throwing us right into a lot of action which is fun um you know showing us a little bit of 2B and 9S interacting you know their own little quirky personalities there um not 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 like a whole lot of substance you know you know just kind of like we're here now and this is what we're doing um the one oh hit the mic there uh the one thing I do want to mention is the very end where 9S and 2B kind of reconvene at the bunker I guess and um you know 2B is like oh mission successful blah blah blah, whatever and then 2B inter- t- interrupts him and he's like you know thanks for uploading our data, our, our our data to the bunker you know cuz like that's that's good you know now we're still here and then NineS is like oh i don't have any memory of that i don't i don't remember doing that and you're like oh no why <laughs> and then you realize that NineS as he was dying he only uploaded 2B's data not his own he didn't have time to do his own so he chose if i can only do one i'm doing two b's and that's like oh whoa that's that's a moment oh why why did he do that you know did the 9s there like did they like two B or was it is it just like 9s models like again there's some mystery there like what this relationship is what this what like what organization are they a part of like what what is happening (laughs) you know you know i feel like if <laughs> there's just one question to encapsulate everything it is what is happening what is this show you know and um i i'm very excited to find out you know uh, again the animation and stuff is really cool the action is really cool um are just going after this like goliath weapon i'm like okay 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 uh i you know I do want to learn more and uh, i'm 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 guessing this is what the show is going to do definitely so uh good stuff good stuff there and that is it that is not another isekai um good season so far definitely again we have some some leftover from last season but i think for the most part again every show i'm watching so far i don't really see myself dropping it um of course my my opinion could be different in an episode or two um but yeah all these shows are really fun um and really interesting and i think have a lot of potential. Um, so yeah, let me know what your favorite show of the season so far is. Um, of course, like I said, there's a good like f- six <laughs> other shows that I haven't started yet that I do want to add. Um, and then, and, you know, like I said, that'll be then that'll then be all the shows that I wanted to start this season so far. And like I said, at that point, we'll be like two or three episodes in, you know, probably good like three episodes in of all these shows, and we'll have a good idea of what all of them are if there's any we want to drop. Um, of course, if there's any that I am not watching that you're like, dude, you should definitely watch this, um, you know, just let me know. Um, but, um, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. This 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 season might be way bigger than last season, you know, just in terms of like quantity. Um, I don't know that quality wise it can beat last season because last season was crazy, crazy good. Um, but yeah, we, we, we'll be covering a good like 20 shows this season. <laughs> um but if they're all good they're all good i mean you know we're not going to drop shows just to fit a number right like if they're all good shows why do we not watch them so um yeah that's pretty much it um yeah yeah that's it until next time watch more anime